Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Welcome back to Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources. This is Tracy Rubin. As you are growing to know me, I have to tell you I'm super excited about this episode. And actually, it's been a really podcast-heavy day for me because I actually was a guest on another podcast, so more to come on that. If you're interested in hearing the podcast that I will be on, um, I don't know when it will be released, but follow me on Instagram and you'll hear more information there. So this week, I'm going to spend some time talking about feedback and specifically giving feedback. It's a topic that a lot of people try to avoid. It's something in general that a lot of people try to avoid, but it's the one thing that just can't be avoided. There are a few points that I want to touch on. The first is that feedback can be way more than just giving negative or constructive feedback. It's actually something that managers and employees should use for positive reinforcement as well. So to give you an example, in my career and experience, I've had to give a whole lot of feedback. And whenever I start out or plan to give someone feedback, I actually give them a verbal cue, like, hey, I have some feedback for you. Or would it be okay if I gave you some feedback? And usually they immediately someone's mind goes to the negative. And actually, so many of you reached out on Instagram when I posted to my stories that I would be talking about feedback on this episode. And so much of what I received was, I want to know what I'm doing wrong. I need to know specifically what I need to do differently. And actually, this is exactly my point that Feedback isn't always negative. It's not always constructive. And I encourage you, if you're a manager or an employee, to use feedback more often for the things that you want to see continue. It's really a great tool for what I would call managing up. And this is a super common term in business and especially in HR. A really strong leader or a strong employee is going to know how to manage up. And really what that means is, being able to give feedback to your supervisor or to the person that you report into and also kind of have an impact on their performance. I would say that managing up and being able to manage up well is potentially more critical than receiving feedback as an employee. So in my role right now as a director of HR, I don't necessarily get as much feedback from my boss as I do from my partners in the field or in the corporate team or my peers. And that's okay for me because actually it's my peers and my partners whose feedback matters most at this stage in my career because every action that I take or don't take directly impacts them. And so if there's feedback that they have for me, it's critical that I know that. Of course, my supervisor's feedback is important to me, but I provide deliverables and I very seldom miss those deliverables. So the feedback that I would get is hopefully positive. And so managing up, coming back to this point, 
if an employee or if you have someone who you report into that's not really doing things the way that you want them to or in a way that's effective or efficient or you have feedback for them, it's the managing up that's really critical. So taking an opportunity to say, hey, in the future, can we do this or that? Um, And it doesn't necessarily feel like feedback, but it is. And so one of the things that I think we'll get into today is the strategy and feedback and the way that we plan giving feedback. And so I hope that the messages throughout this episode translate for you in either role that you play. So outside of giving negative or positive feedback, it's also important to make the feedback really clear. So I already shared that I give a verbal cue before I go into feedback. And that's because I want to set the person up to be prepared to receive feedback. It is hard for a lot of people to receive feedback because this is a comment on their performance, their leadership. And again, it could be positive, but we immediately go to the negative probably because we're hard on ourselves and we assume that there's something that we've done wrong. I know for sure that I have been there and I've thought, oh my goodness, my boss is about to give me feedback. What did I do wrong? And then I'm running through situations in my head and I either figure something out, I make something up, or I'm stumped. And then what usually happens is that the conversation is completely different than I imagined it to be. And so for our employees or for ourselves, being prepared for that feedback is sometimes a third of the battle because you have to prepare them, they have to hear it, and you actually have to deliver it. So when addressing feedback or going into a conversation where feedback is given, There are a few tips that I want to give you. The first is plan it out. Know the points that you want to touch on and make sure you hit those points. Also, be prepared for someone who's defensive. And so how are you going to navigate a conversation that is potentially difficult? You know, like there are conversations that can be really hard. And I think we all probably have a story of, you know, a situation where we were giving feedback and it was not easy to do so. Have a plan in place so that you know exactly what you want to get out of the conversation and you know exactly what you need from your employee or from the person you're giving feedback to. Once you have your plan, think about also planning where you're going to give the feedback. You really want to make sure that you're setting up the person for success. That's the whole point of feedback is that you care about the person, you care about their success, and so you're giving them feedback so that they can improve or they can continue what they're doing well. And so I think a big part of this is understanding that people don't always like to hear things that they should change. They like to hear recognition, of course. That's super easy to hear. But when it comes to constructive feedback, picking a place that's private can help you to ensuring that the person is open to what you're he- what you're going to say and to hearing all of the feedback that you might have, especially if it's going to be a difficult conversation or one that's more constructive, asking for changes. So, so far, have a plan and have the conversation in a place that's conducive to openness. And then third, be direct. There are people who don't want direct messages, but there are ways that you can deliver a direct message that are constructive and productive. 
I think part of this is also knowing what your person, whoever you're giving feedback to, knowing how they prefer feedback. Sometimes I think that this is learned over time, like as we get to know our employees or our peers, but sometimes you actually have to ask. And I have a story about this actually that I want to share, and I'm going to be super vulnerable here. So recently I gave someone who works at my company feedback and it was feedback that was constructive and also feedback that I knew would be difficult to hear. The person I gave feedback to had recently had a handful of employees exit the business and resign for other opportunities and specifically requested exit interviews, which usually is a sign that they didn't have a good experience. And in those exit interviews, they specifically said that they were dissatisfied with their leader, this manager. And I shared this on a previous episode that I prioritize relationships in everything that I do. And this manager and I, I, you know, I know this manager fairly well. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've ever had to give the manager feedback before. And I always prefer to give the manager feedback directly, especially when it's serious like this, where we've had, you know, a handful of more than more than two people leave in a month's time. And so knowing this person's communication, I was like, okay, this manager is pretty direct. Like, I, I think that they can hear a direct message and I can probably be pretty straightforward and then also provide some of the tips that they should really think about in order to make some changes and improvements. So I scheduled a call and I provided this manager feedback. And it was direct in the sense that I said, Hey, listen, this is a problem that we need to solve. Turnover in this way with a trend of feedback that I've received that I'm now sharing with you is not, it's not a good thing because it points to your leadership. However, you're a strong, talented, high potential manager who can make the changes necessary to get back on the right track. Your business is great, but it's not going to mean as much if you continue to turn over your team. That's a hard message to receive. And I said it exactly that way. But actually, the manager then felt that the feedback I provided was confrontational. But when it comes to my employees, I always think about how can I get them to be their best selves? How can I give them feedback in a way that they're going to take away the the underlying message, but also enact some action and change. So if the message was received that way, there's actually more to break down. And listen, during this conversation, the manager did not openly accept the feedback. The manager was defensive, fought me on the feedback, had an answer for everything. And I had to remind the manager, listen, I'm giving you this feedback because I care about your success. That is what I say, even if the feedback is positive. And in this case, actually, even though the feedback was really tough, it's still positive, right? Because what's my message? You're a talented, high-performing manager who shouldn't have these problems, so let's fix them. And what's so interesting is that I gave this person direct feedback because the person said, I like feedback as a straight shot. I like it direct. And that's, you know, that's how I prefer to hear feedback. If that's 
how you prefer to hear feedback. I'm going to deliver the feedback that way, right? Because someone who wants a direct message is not going to want something that's a little bit more fluffy and maybe not exactly directly to the point. But someone who says, you know, listen, it's hard for me to take a direct message. So, you know, let's let's ease into this. Like people need to know exactly how they take feedback and they have to be honest about that. It's okay to say, I don't really like a direct message. I prefer that we kind of break things down, walk me through it. Don't go right into it. Like, let's break it down. It might be a longer conversation, but that's the best way for me to receive feedback. But this manager never says that. This manager always says, I give and receive feedback very directly. This manager now is really feeling defensive because the feedback is super you know, it's super pointed. And this is feedback about the manager's leadership. And that's extremely difficult to hear. And so I finished the conversation by saying, listen, I'm always here for you. Anytime you want to talk about a solution or a way to apply a solution, let's talk through it. And I meant that I don't you guys know, I mean, I I talked about authenticity, right? I'm not going to say something I don't mean. So I'd never received this feedback, this type of feedback before. And it didn't, given that this feedback was provided about our conversation, it was clear that my message didn't, didn't register, right? So I ended up reaching out to this manager and reiterating all of the points that I shared on our original call. I care about you. That's why I'm giving you feedback. I want you to be successful. These are things that are a problem and we need to fix them. So I rounded out the email by saying, let's connect when I'm back after Thanksgiving and iron this out because the the key here is that there is a problem that needs a solution. And the problem is that you have top talent and key employees turning over and sharing that it's because of your leadership. And that is a, a, an easily solved problem because you're a high potential talented manager who can easily solve this problem. And ultimately, the manager replied saying they're looking forward to the conversation. But even for me, I'm sharing this story because someone who I would say I'm pretty experienced in giving feedback, I've received a lot of feedback. I think it's very important, even in situations like this where it's tough to give or tough to receive, still we can have a breakdown because a lack of openness to feedback can make it really challenging to actually affect change when there needs to be some change. So I'll report back and let you know what's what's to come from our meeting. But all I can say is that I really care about the success of this manager and all of the employees that work for my company. And so this is all to say that feedback doesn't always have to be something we react defensively to. It can be seen as something that's constructive and positive. And I think one of the takeaways here that I would hope this manager has is that, oh, wow, I've established a really strong relationship with Tracy over these last few years. I know she's coming from a good place, right? Like this is where the relationship matters so much. But what I do know is that as this manager's HR partner, it's my obligation to make sure that this manager walks away feeling supported and understanding what the feedback is and what the change can can be. So I actually received a lot of comments on Instagram and LinkedIn about wanting 
solutions and ways to change when being given feedback as well. And I thought this was a really interesting theme that came up because it comes back to this point that feedback isn't always about providing solutions or isn't always about something that needs to change, but this is something that first and foremost came to mind for a handful of people. So this is a really good point and clearly it matters to people. When you sit down and you give feedback and you have that conversation, are you circling back on the things that we need to see, on the things that you expect? So from a manager perspective, are you at the end of the conversation saying, okay, So you've struggled a bit to communicate when something has changed. So this is what I need from you. I need you to come back to me. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Or are you just saying, okay, thanks for your time. That follow through, that action that's required, the solution that you're looking for, all of that is really important. Not everyone is in a place in their career where they really need all of that follow through or all of that coaching. However, if someone's new in their role, if someone is uh, recently promoted or fairly new to the company, for example, they're going to need more of that follow through. They need a coach. And that's kind of where as a manager, you need to be savvy enough or develop a strategy around how you're going to manage your team. You can't just close your eyes and walk around with your finger out and figure out a way to do it. Managing takes planning, it takes intention, and it takes thought. So when it does come to that feedback to these individuals' points where they said, hey, I need to know exactly what my manager needs and I wish that they would provide some solutions sometimes, that is actually a really good talking point. So being in that conversation and saying, hey, do you want to talk through some strategies in in terms of how we can action some change? And if the employee says no, then that's great. If the employee says, yeah, actually, that would be great, then that's great too. But assuming that just because you've given the feedback and you slam it on the table and you walk away, assuming that that's enough just isn't enough, right? Like sometimes that follow through and that circling back or closing the loop, whatever analogy you want to use, sometimes that comes down to asking the question of what more do you need from me? Do you want to walk through an action plan? What ideas do you have that can mean the world of a difference in how that person walks away from the conversation? So my last point on feedback for today is actually that I asked and surveyed individuals who are connected with me on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And I said, or I asked, what's most important about feedback or giving feedback? And I asked, Is it the recipient's openness? Is it tone and communication style? Is it preparation planning? Or is it setting? And 80% of people collectively said that it's tone and communication style. So this is really interesting because for whatever reason, I guess I was thinking that there would be more of an answer from openness or for openness from the recipient because when I think of asking the question around giving feedback, I think that someone's going to think, okay, well, if I'm going to give feedback, I need the person to receive it well. But actually what's so interesting is that the way that this question was received by those, I don't know, 
50 people who answered the surveys, respectively between Instagram and LinkedIn, is that even when giving feedback, they're thinking that tone and communication style is the most important. And I can't disagree. It's really important. It's one of the reasons why I share that story from before where I was so intentional in delivering the feedback in the way that the manager has always shared that they want it to be delivered to them and in a way that's really clearly understood but still holding and towing that line of, of course, professional and clear. But when we think of tone and communication style, what does this mean? This probably means that people really don't want to receive a message from someone who isn't nice, right? Like I can think of when I've received feedback from someone who communicated in a way that was aggressive and rude. And I have given those individuals feedback directly saying, please don't communicate to me in that way. Your feedback is aggressive and rude and there's a way to deliver it. And when you have someone giving you feedback who doesn't care about you or doesn't really care about what, how you feel, yeah, the tone and communication is going to be really off. And so I can see why that was the m- winner by the clear majority on the surveys because no one wants to receive feedback from someone who doesn't consider tone and communication style. And listen, not all feedback can be planned and thought out in that way. Sometimes feedback is right in the moment. I've had to give a lot of feedback feedback to managers recently, especially with these new COVID restrictions. Being really clear and very direct is basically an obligation at this point. And so if I'm not direct and clear and giving feedback in the moment, I'm not doing my job and I'm certainly not prioritizing the health and safety of my team and our clients. So There are moments where you can't necessarily think or prepare or plan and have a whole situation thought out around what the feedback is or the feedback that you're going to provide because sometimes just time isn't on your side. And that's really where I would encourage you to kind of get your communication right now. Figure out what your leadership style is. Figure out how you communicate and develop best practices so that every time you communicate, you have a baseline. And then that way, it's like muscle memory. So when you do have to give feedback, you can give a quick thought into what your message is, and then your baseline will be the way that you communicate. And listen, there are also industry-specific ways in which feedback happens. Like we had Dr. Chernoff on the podcast, and he's in medicine. In medicine, they don't care about tone and communication because if there's an emergency and you do something wrong, you're going to hear it you're going to know there is no time for beating around the bush, right? So maybe in my industry in retail, there's a little bit more time to plan. There's a little bit more time to be less direct. So take some of that with a grain of salt too, depending on the industry that you're in. I'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on the points that I've shared in this episode. So please, again, reach out to me. I want this to be a conversation. I'm hoping we can get more conversations going in the comments um, and just in general through my DMs because I really look forward to speaking to everyone on an individual basis, if not in a group basis. So I'm going to shift gears to um, a little story. And it comes back actually to 
the salary conversation. I got a lot of really wonderful feedback about last week's episode. So thank you for those of you who did reach out uh, and for those of you who listened and maybe didn't reach out. So I actually was told that someone listened to my advice about asking for a raise, even if you think you're not going to get it. And I am here to share with you that the person got a raise, even during this time. And when I got that notification, I was ecstatic, not only because my feedback worked, but because the person did it. They asked. They were a little nervous, albeit, about asking for what they wanted, but they did it and they got the result that they wanted. There's nothing better than giving advice and hearing that it worked. Like I was ecstatic. So I'm sure you're listening. I know I know you're listening. Well done. Congratulations on your raise. You deserve it. Super exciting. And thank you for putting some of my advice into action. I hope that it inspires others to do the same. And actually, on that note, I, I'm going to quickly round out today's episode. Um, coming back to the salary point again, someone recently asked me in my DMs on Instagram, like, how do I figure out where I stand with the market? Um, because I guess I said in a story that you can, you know, where are you getting your salary understanding from because the person said that they still feel like they're not getting paid enough. And I said, like, is this because you feel it's not enough because of the way that you value yourself? Or is this because of where you stand in the market? And so they said, well, how do I know where I stand in the market? So my answer is that you can actually go on Glassdoor, you can go on LinkedIn, you can go on Payscale. And those websites actually ask a series of questions around your salary, how many years of experience you have, how large the company that you work for is, where you live, all of the factors that kind of make up someone's salary, they ask. And that's where you can pretty much figure out what the market rate is. I think in some cases, it's a little low. Um, some cases, it's a little high. It really kind of depends on the, the data points that you're entering in. Like to give you an example, I did that in my last role um, before I was promoted. And I was like, where do I stand? Like, am I in market? Am I out of market? And actually, I was in market. And I still felt like it was a little low. But actually, it made me feel a little bit better that, okay, I'm, I feel it's a little low because of the value I place on myself and the work that I do. But it's not necessarily low compared to the market. And so that was kind of nice. So I encourage you if you're evaluating your salary and you feel like you're low or you're not sure where you stand, head to those websites and check out their salary estimator. They're called different things. Maybe I can, I can post it on Instagram to show you. But it's a great resource and you can go on interviews and you can ask what people are paying. But just keep in mind what someone is paying in one role or company isn't necessarily what the market is calling for. There are so many factors, like I said. There's location, there's size of the company, there's revenue. Like There's so much that goes into what comprises a salary. But it's a good way to do some market research on your own as well. 
recently, oh, I'm going to start laughing. Recently for work, we had a little like Thanksgiving virtual lunch and we played a bingo game. And one of the bingo squares was to share a story or that if someone had a story, like a turkey disaster story. So I don't have a turkey eating disaster story because actually I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat turkey to begin with. But I had a turkey disaster story completely removed from Thanksgiving that I thought would be fun to share. So when I was in high school in New Jersey, where I'm from, we actually went into a lockdown because of an overzealous turkey hunter. Yes, that's you heard that right. An overzealous turkey hunter. (laughs) I'm just going to start laughing now. And basically, a man was walking around the high school or close enough to the high school with a shotgun looking to hunt wild turkey. Now, I should share that this part of New Jersey is not rural. (laughs) It is right near Rutgers University, which is a very, very urban populated area. And so there, I, I struggle to understand or put into words to justify how there would be, one, a wild turkey, two, a wild turkey hunter who's overzealous. That's my turkey disaster story. So hopefully you don't have the same story unless you went to high school with me, which a handful of you did if you're listening. So all I can say is that on that note, I hope that you all steer clear of overzealous wild turkey hunters and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm grateful to all of you who listen, to all of you who have subscribed. And there's so much to be grateful for, even in this crazy year. And so all I can say is thank you. As always, please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. And please be sure to follow me on Instagram at hrtracy, that's H-R-T-R-A-C-I, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn too. Please feel free to send me messages, comments, anything related to these topics or more topics that you want to hear. And please reach out if you have questions specific to your own situations as well. Thank you guys so much. See you next week.